the volume. Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Awesome new and exciting user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. Easy to use, safe and secure. You get paid in as little as two hours. And how about this? It's incredibly fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in on FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona, 1 888 789 7777, or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat, Connecticut, 1 800 Gambler, or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1 877 770. Stop, Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467-369, New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee, visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome back to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco here. Victory Monday, baby. We may look like we partied with the Rams all night, but we were just dialed, dialed. I took yesterday so seriously. I passed on going to multiple Super Bowl parties so I could sit like the old, really, man that I am. At the crib, dial in on this betting, and boy, did I do it. If you're following my picks on Action Network, break out the brooms. It's Quidditch time, baby. 9-0, an unbelievable game, an unbelievable outing at the books. Probably will not repeat what happened. And I told you I was middling it. Very fortunate to be middling it. Had a Bengals plus four ticket early on, was bringing a bunch of NBA cupcake money line parlays in with the Rams to lower that juice. I just didn't want to take the minus 190 pending when you fired on the money line, but I didn't trust the four either. It even ended at four and a half. You could have got the Bengals plus four and a half. Got the Odell anytime TD. Got the cup anytime TD with the Rams money line parlay. Hit the double result. Rams win the half, win the game. And then I fire like a madman on some live betting. And I just want to break down the live betting for a second because this was a game of swings. It was almost NBA-esque where the Rams come out, get a quick lead. I mean, they missed that PAT, which hurt, but to go up early, putting up 13, 
For some reason, the books freaked out. You could have grabbed at three separate times in that first half. The Bengals plus nine and a half. The Bengals plus eight and a half. I saw them at plus seven and a half. If you were on the Bengals with the original line, that is incredible value. You then, by the time the second half and the Bengals were up 20 to 13, could have grabbed the Rams for plus three and a half. And the Rams on the money line, I believe, all the way up to around plus, I think they got to like plus 140 at one point. That is an incredible, incredible wild line movement outing just for the sports betting element of this game. But I was pretty on point with saying that this game was going to be won and lost in the trenches. It wasn't really hard to pick that up. It was a 50-plus sack Joe Burrow going in. He gets sacked seven times, six of those coming in the second half in this game. How about this? Uh, an average of 2.41 seconds per pass attempt for Joey B. And that's really what it is when you had a line that was ranked 30th in pass blocking. Aaron Donald was a force in the second half. And it got scary for the Rams because they went three and out on three straight possessions after that field goal. I mean, you come out, you give that accidental Ramsey Really gets face masked, whatever you want to call it. Play to Higgins, goes down the field. All of a sudden, the Bengals, and then they put up that 10 after that Stafford interception. It was nerve-wracking. But it was so symbolic of what Stafford's career has been in Detroit. Guy throws, it would advise interceptions, but then brings his team back. And Colin said it this morning. It was an excellent observation you get this guy into a stable environment and so much of where you land is why you're successful in the NFL. You put the pieces around him and I think what the Rams did is they really even shifted the mindset of how a lot of these GMs that Les Snead pulled off should be looking at, at the painting as far as year to year. Why are we playing for draft picks? Why are we playing on a slow rebuild when you can go out and you can get a Von Miller and an OBJ in the same season. Even bringing Weddleback was a great story. So this Rams team is champions. They didn't run the ball well yesterday. 43 yards on 23 carries. Awful. But really the whole name of the game was the Bengals up seven. And after that, producing only five first downs in their final six possessions. I saw the photo... Of We all saw the photo. Schwartz's brother, Mitchell Schwartz, tweeted it. Aaron Donald was in the neutral zone, of course, when that fourth and one play happened. Should have been called. couple of Rams penalties should have been called. But ultimately, that is not how the cookie crumbled. The Rams win. And oh, by the way, I did throw a little bit on Cup to win MVP. Now, I did say I would go Stafford. Then I would go MVP for Cup sprinkling breakfast money, which I did, but a plus 550 value. And I just saw it so clearly. He has had arguably one of the best seasons, if not the best season of any NFL receiver ever. Offensive player of the year, triple crown, Super Bowl MVP. Jerry Rice did this, but he only did it sporadically in his career. Cooper Cup did this all in one season. We literally need to bend the knee to this man. He is unequivocally the most valuable player on offense that's not a quarterback in the NFL this season. 
Eight receptions for 92 yards and two tugs gets it. I had an inkling he was going to get that. That third, Four of those catches of those eight receptions, 39 of those yards, on that 15-play fourth-quarter drive. And how about that 15-play fourth-quarter drive? Absolutely incredible. But we digress. We move on. An insane way to go out. Picks are always up on action. We switch and we pivot right back to work. We get right back to work. It is now NBA time. Moving forward, we'll have some fun bets, of course, for the NFL draft. We'll look at futures this summer, but ultimately we turn the page on the NFL and we wrap it with a winning podcast. I am now, and I very much pride myself on the Super Bowl. Every better does. Two for two here in Volume Sports Network Super Bowls. Bucks outright last year. The three and a half was a gift. And the Rams don't cover, but we didn't touch it, baby. We middled it. And they get, ironically, the first win but not cover since the Steelers beating the Cardinals and the Kurt Warner Cardinals at that with a seven-point line that Arizona covered and the Steelers won. And Vegas, I would assume, got smoked yesterday because they live off the VIG. They live off the juice. And if you're getting a cover and a favorite winning on the money line, it's not good for business. So Vegas catches a rare L as well. I'm curious to see those numbers. I'll fire them out if they do come out on the next show. But all right, we're going two picks today. Clean. It's Victory Monday. It's Super Bowl Monday. This should be a day off for people. Also, and I said this on Saturday when I was I was ca- simulcasting the Knicks game. There's an element. It sounds outrageous, but this is how I look at betting. Yeah, you don't know these guys personally, so you can only try to hypothesize off the court what's going on. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Who in the NBA partied yesterday? Who in the NBA ate food they arguably never eat? Eight, nine, ten out of ten times on, on a normal given Sunday? Who didn't even pick up a basketball yesterday? There was only two games. So... I'm just fair warning, this is important to tread lightly today because, again, you don't know. You saw favorites go on fire for three straight, then dogs came out two days in a row. I believe just outright wins here and there. The NBA, landmines everywhere, but let's dive in. I do feel good about this one, though, and it's the Golden State Warriors on the money line for the first leg of this lock of the day. In addition to the Bulls, not touching spreads today. Can't do it. Can't do it. So I'm going to go with the Warriors on the road against the Clippers. A team that's won 10 of their last 12 games without Draymond Green, mind you. 2-0 against the Clippers on the season. And although not covering, still winning two games for every three that they play in their last 36. Now the Clippers, they're actually playing very impressive basketball with no Paul George, of course, no Kawhi. But they're on a 12-15 and 15 skid here without Pauly. They're only averaging 107 points a game and allowing 110. You can't score less than you give up and play winning basketball. Warriors come in in their last 10 games, 8-2, and two, and they're averaging 116, six more than the Clippers give up. Nine more than the Clippers are scoring. 
And this Clippers team, they're not really covering games. They're one in five against the spread in their last six. They're one in five in their last six straight up. And then as far as home games, and this is a trend I've noticed with the Clippers at home, they're not covering against teams with winning road records. They're one in seven against the spread in their last eight. The Warriors in their last 12 in LA against this team, nine and three covering. Nine and three against the spread versus this team who is shorthanded tonight. They play good basketball, play very good basketball for no start. Reggie Jackson's their one. That's the problem here. Do the breakdown. We're getting a Warriors team with both Splash Brothers tonight. Poole will be playing. Kaminga's been playing excellent ball. You have Wiggins. You have Porter. You have, it, there should be no reason the Warriors lose this game. Again, the only reason they would lose is if Curry was partying with Drake or whoever. It could have happened. Drake put like $1.5 million dollars on OBJ to get in the end zone and the Rams to win. So he may have gone ballistic last night. But this Clippers team, they're 27th in switching defenses. So this Warriors squad is just going to craft up beautiful plays tonight, get their players in open looks. It's just going to be too much for the Clippers to handle. I don't advise touching the spread. I'll take the Warriors on the money line, though, all day long. And then we look at the Bulls here at home against the Spurs. Now, I'm, I'm picking this for a couple of reasons. The first is, from a trend perspective, the Bulls, when they lose, they cover the next game. They're 5-0-1 against the spread in their last six, following in against the spread loss. So they've won three straight games, but they did not cover against the Thunder. They won 106-101. On Saturday, comeback win nonetheless. Vucevic, monster performance. 31-15, and 15, which you love. And this Chicago team has a couple of firsts in this category I'm breaking down. They're the number one team in the NBA at home against the spread. 19-10 and 10 at home, covering. That is remarkable when you think about against the spread. Because there's teams out there like the Bucs who are playing winning basketball, championship basketball, you could argue, and they're nowhere near where they should be against the spread. The Chicago team essentially is beating the market. They're also 21-8 and eight straight up at home, and we need them on that note, on the money line, 21-8. and eight. Then you look at the Spurs. Yes, they're on a nice little humble win streak, but ultimately they're 11-17 and 17 on the road. They're 9-14 and 14 as an away underdog, and... If I'm going to put my money on one of the hottest players in the NBA right now in his squad at home, DeRozan, Vucevic, Kobe White's put up 15-plus in four of his last five. Levine is questionable, which did make me hesitate. I think he's going to go tonight. It maybe it could be the difference in staying away or not. Again, I look at this Spurs team. After DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, McDermott, Keldon Johnson. I I mean, these are 2K80s. Probably 77s. 21st in defense is what the San Antonio Spurs are. They're 2-5 against the spread in their last seven in Chicago as well. Chicago, first in field goal percentage. 
second in free throw percentage, top three in three-point percentage. They shoot the ball impeccably. The Spurs team, they find spurts, but the Spurs got the best of the Bulls in the first time they danced. I think because of DeRozan going against his old team at home tonight, I'm getting into it now. I'm just going to segue right into it. He has been so hot. He's going to put the team on his back tonight. Listen to this. He's over under, and, and I'm doing it. Historically, I have to do it, but also he's capable. This man's over under tonight is 32.5 points. All right, he is the number one leading scorer in the NBA for 20-plus games. He has 45 20-plus games. Listen to his last six outings. 38 versus the Thunder. 35 versus the Wolves. 36 versus Charlotte. WWW, by the way. 38 versus the Suns. Unreal backdoor cover where they didn't give up. Came back at home. 45 versus the Sixers. Didn't have role play and help on that game. 31 versus Indy caught a dub. That is unbelievable. And let me just put this into context for you. The last bull to score 30 plus points in seven straight games. You already know who I'm going to say. Michael Jordan, 1996. 97 season is the last time a bull has strung together 30 plus points. And DeMar DeRozan has the opportunity to do it tonight against his old team at home in the house that Jordan built against a 21st ranked defense. I like my chances. I'm firing on it. And DeMar DeRozan, we already know if he was in LA, as you saw LeBron draft the all-star team the other night on NBA on TNT, He went with him early, and he went with him strategically early because, my goodness, if this man continues to crank like this, Bulls can easily win a playoff series, maybe even shock the world and win a second, barring everyone healthy. They're playing incredible basketball well ahead of what anyone thought they would. The number one team in the NBA at home against the spread top three and overall straight up. That is incredible. Billy Donovan, ladies and gentlemen. So that's that's how we wrap. Short and sweet. Warriors money line, Bulls money line, pace plus 129 on FanDuel. That's my play for the night. I definitely am liking the Raptors as well. Their money line is worth it. Won't go into it, but that's another play. I'll put more plays as the day goes on on Action Network, but that's what I feel most confident about. And then I'm going to go a little DeRozan over 32 and a half. And ladies and gentlemen, I bid you adieu on an incredible NFL season. Can't wait to talk about the draft and get into futures later. But right now, Danny dialed on the NBA. It's going to be a doozy here the next several weeks before the playoffs. And of course, we have March Madness. So a lot to to look forward to. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, check out all things on Volume Sports. Call in with a great Super Bowl wrap-up. Must listen if you're just into listening to the best in the business. Shout out to Brums on the ones and twos. And as always, don't forget to hug your mothers. Ta-ta real smooth. See you tomorrow. The Volume.